show so strap in and uh do what you normally do if you're at work to keep hit reply all to every email that comes in uh careful with the reply alls there nah live dangerously reply all reply all <laughs> i've heard some people are folding laundry while they're listening to the podcast mm. driving that must be the most exciting laundry folding ever <laughs> It is. It's a thrill ride. It's a never- thrill ride. This roller coaster of <laughs> podcastness. Emotion all over the place. Uh, you had an interesting week. Uh, how was being a North Toronto housewife for a week? I know. I was living the dream. Yeah, so we want to explain why you were a housewife for a week? Yeah, so I'm just in between jobs right now. Uh, I just finished my previous job on Friday, and then I start my new job on Monday, so... Uh, yeah, I had a week off of in-between jobs. It's pretty sweet. So tell us, was it, was it everything you dreamed it would be? It was so busy. Like, I remember, <laughs> like, in my mind I had this fantasy that I'd wake up at, like, 11, 12 in the afternoon and, like, have, like, a nice breakfast, watch Netflix all day, but that, that is not how it was. Like, I was busy running, like, errands that I normally don't have time to run, like, during, you know, because mm-hmm. I'm always at work. Um... Yeah, I like booked myself up with lunch dates and gym. I was at the gym all week. Um, Yeah, so I was definitely living that upper middle class North Toronto housewife life, which is pretty awesome. Imagine what it would be. I could get used to it. Oh, imagine what it would be like if you actually owned a home, like a house. I know. I have so much work to do. Yeah, but yeah, like it just made me realize, like, man, there's so many things I could be doing. That I don't get the chance to do because I, I was, I'm at work. <laughs> I was told once that I should make a list of all the things that, like, when you're at work and you think, oh, man, I wish I was doing this. Like, make a list mm-hmm. of all the things you wish you could do if you had the time. And then when you have the time. Just do it. Do the things on the list. But, of course, I never did that. What was, oh, so you never even ended up making I list. never made a list. So, yeah. usually, if, like, there's some downtime, it's like, I just want to turn off my brain, throw on some Netflix or something. Which... In retrospect, is a waste of is a complete waste of time. Yeah, um, but it's rest. It, it is rest, but like I, I I like active rest. Yeah, like, as in like I'm not doing the thing that I get paid to do or the thing that I do nine to five. I'm yeah. doing something else. But um, yeah, Netflix is pretty awesome too. Like I tried that. Like the Monday, I was like, yes, my week of indulgence. It gets boring in the day. Yeah, because I'm just like, okay, the sun is out, it's beautiful, like, yeah, I can't Yeah, it's not just... the right time to watch Narcos. <laughs> or in my case, Robin China. Oh, no. <laughs> Premiered on Sunday. Oh. So I took the opportunity on Monday to, like, watch it online. It was brutal. You're part of the problem. I know, I know. It's just... Yeah, anyways, so I actually, that was the one thing, time that I actually wasted. Um, other than that, yeah, I was in the gym all week, um, you know, just 
We did have an Aaron's Day, which is our first Aaron's Day. I know, as a weekday. As a married couple where, you know, <laughs> you said your grandparents, and I, I remember seeing my parents, it would be like, a, yeah, it, it was the boring day where you get dragged into like offices and just sit in line and fill yeah. out papers and stuff. Um, I had to renew my passport. Yeah. I had to, we had to go to this, to apply for a traveler, like visiting visa, yeah. which For is a country that such... shall remain nameless. But worst, it, it's literally the worst. I can't believe how much information they were asking for. I know, like, um, I had to dig up my mother's like original passport from like 1970 something, yeah, like whatever 60s. Like, even though it was expired, it's just it was so annoying. Like, that was a huge damper, I think, on my week of housewife living. Um, <laughs> just having to deal with governmental, like, bureaucracy and yeah, red tape. And- it is annoying, the red tape. And, like, they don't make it easy for you. It's just, like, you got to come in, like, precisely to the T of, like, everything that's on there. Yeah. And it's like, dude, like, some of these documents that you're asking They don't for, exist anymore. They don't exist anymore. And, yeah, like, like, and they- really, why do you need that? Like, why do you need so much information? Do you want me to come spend money in your country or not? Yeah, exactly. Like, he was asking for a, quote, long-form birth certificate of mine. They also asked Obama for that, too, and he didn't even show it. (laughs) Yeah, and I didn't even... I was like, oh, uh, I don't really know what that is. Like, my mom had, like, a card, like, a laminated card, like, a wallet-sized thing. And he's like, no, no, no. I'm just like, okay. And then I called my mom after, and she's like, yeah, they didn't issue that to me. No, they don't do that in this country. When you were born, yeah. See, like, where I was born in El Salvador, by the way, Salvadorian Independence Day today. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. Shall we sing the national anthem together? No. No. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so if you look at my birth certificate, I don't know if you've ever seen it. It's, like, written on, like, parchment paper. Oh, (laughs) no. It's, like, withering away. It literally looks like a Dead Sea Scroll. Yeah. Like, like they found it along with, like, the last Pauline letters. (laughs) Uh, yeah, so it's like this elaborate document that's, you know, states the date and time of my birth, as most birth certificates do, yeah. along with my father's name and my mother's full name. Yeah. And, I don't know, some other useless information. And for some reason, my footprint. That's amazing. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I just like, that footprint is outdated the next day. Yeah, it's <laughs> so, very true. So, why the footprint? It's not like they're going to be like... Well, I can't, really, I can't really make that name out, but here, let's stamp your 31-year-old foot and match <laughs> it up to this one when you were just born. Wait, does your footprint lines, is it the same as, like, your handprint lines? Like a I, I'm sure print? it is, but even your... Like, fin- unique thumbprint? I'm sure it is, but your fingers and your feet as well, like, your as road. they get exposed to the elements, they get nicks and cuts in them yeah. that do change sort of the makeup of your fingerprint. Oh. Right? There is, like, a certain level of, like, accuracy that you can get. Yeah. Um, and this is all based off of CSI, by the way, so <laughs> do not... I was like, how do you know so much about this? <laughs> do not take... Actually, I was a big forensics nerd in, okay. in, in uh, elementary school. I can see that. We did science, and it's like, I want to be a forensic scientist. Everybody wanted to be a forensic scientist. I know, but I wanted to do it before CSI made it cool. Okay. Right? So, it's legit. <laughs> All right? And then they told me it had more to do with the science part yeah, than, the, like, never like... than the cool, like... You know, <laughs> checking out dead bodies and trying to figure out what angle the bullet came in from. Yeah. Somebody, once they told me that all that was like science and physics, I was like, I'm out. I'm good. <laughs> Ballistics report. Yeah, exactly. 
so yeah, that's my birth certificate. So I, I, I'm God glad, help them. I'm God help them if they ask me to dig that one up because then it's also in Spanish. So this foreign government would have not been able to read it. They didn't even know where or what El Salvador was. <laughs> you had to repeat it like four times. I, he's like, oh, where were you born? I'm like, El Salvador. Eh? <laughs> El Salvador. Eh? and then i had to just chime in it's latin america yeah and he's like what i'm I'm like like, el salvador you know Uh, the other part of the world where people actually want to go to and governments make it latin america please (laughs) i'm claiming latin america (laughs) be like uh do you know what you're talking about people want to go to el salvador all those cool surfer dudes that don't want to like be like don't want Bondi. They, they don't want their style cramped on like Venice Beach. It's like oh, that's where the posers go. I'm going to El Salvador. Oh yeah, yeah. that's kind of cool. Yeah, it's a, it's a surfer hotspot and it's untouched, so it's great. Yeah. Um, so please go there and also don't go there. <laughs> yeah. All you Americans, stay away. <laughs> yeah, please keep my. Don't ruin everything for us. Yeah. <laughs> um, or make it better in some cases. Yeah, maybe. Uh, first world problems this week and first world problems. My first world problems this week is I downloaded the stupid iOS update on my phone yesterday. Yeah. And less than 24 hours in and I absolutely hate it. Okay. Um, is this one of those situations that we talked about last week? No, no. People bitch and moan about changes? No. Because I, I have, I'm not, I'm not complaining. It's different. I don't like it. I, my complaint <laughs> is that the differences have made have like made it progressively harder, not harder, but have like taken me a few steps away from I'm the thing. I'm literally rolling my eyes right now. It's, it's, it's more clicks now to get to the Instagram stories. <laughs> Is, Is it, it really? Well, that no, <laughs> it's the stupid, it's, I gotta press the button. I can hear Louis CK's bit, like writing a yeah. whole bit about me bitching about this right now, yeah. but I don't care. I'm going in on it because... <laughs> Uh, you are definitely going in. Yeah. Well, it's just, you're supposed to make things better, and this one is not making things better. Uh, I'm sure they'll figure it out, whatever. My life will go on, and, you know, no one's going to die over this, hopefully. Uh, I'm sure there's some idiots out there. <laughs> yeah, maybe. But uh, anyway, either way, iOS 10 sucks. I hate it. Uh, and that's my first world problem for, for the day. I'll try to keep it keep it light and not, not go 20 minutes on this first world problem. Because I completely understand how completely stupid it is. Um, yeah, and speaking of first world problems, like our first world problem this week with this whole consulate thing and trying to get a visa was that we were trying to get into the th- developing world. That's right. And they're making a pain in the ass to get into their shitty developing country. I can say sh- that it's shitty because it's where my family is originally from. So mm-hmm. if you know me, you know where it's from. We don't want to name names because this they might come after us. <laughs> um, but given the half way that they're running their consulate, probably Yeah, not. they're doing corruption all wrong. Okay, <laughs> You have been watching Binging on Narcos, no, so because you are the expert in corruption right now. I'm from Latin America, so I feel I have a little bit of a... The place where everybody wants to go, apparently. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> which we'll be going to in the new year. Uh, so don't say, don't make fun of it. Oh no. Um, this is going to be a disaster. Of yeah, so they're doing corruption all wrong because the way it works is whatever. Make the visa whatever price you want to make it. Exactly. And we'll then pay just the money. Pay the money and let the gringos in the country. 
<laughs> That's how it works in Latin America. It, yeah. Money makes everything And move. you know what? With this particular country as well, I thought that's, I thought I'd just have to kind of wink. Yeah. And no, this guy was not buying it. Mm. And so I was like, come on. Like, this is the country of terrorism. <laughs> Let me in. <laughs> yeah. like, okay. Disclaimer. I am not a terrorist and nor have ever been associated with any terrorist organization thereof. However, I understand how this works. Except terrorism of me. <laughs> how are you a terrorist? No, except your terrorism of me. Terrorizing you. Yes. Don't say that. <laughs> no, because you make it seem like I'm a terrible wife. No, you're not. You're great. You did a great job as housewife this week. Laundry got done. and uh, yeah. Except that time that you came home early and I hadn't quite had dinner ready yet. Oh, yeah, I know. And you're like, oh. I was like, oh, no. Here I am, like, <laughs> scrambling. I was literally lying on the couch. <laughs> I was like, uh, what are you doing here? I was like, oh, hi, babe. What are you doing here so early? You're like, oh, I just got home early. I was like, oh, uh, okay, shoot. <laughs> I just did not have life ready yet. And I felt so terrible. Now, like, I'm, like, getting glimpses. mom's voice in your head? Yes. I'm getting those glimpses of mom guilt. Ah. Not the guilt that's induced by mom. It's the mo- guilt you feel as a mom when mm-hmm. you're not, like, up to this, like, Martha Stewart mom standard. Mm-hmm. In my case, it's, like, the segue to that is housewife yeah. um, guilt. So here I am watching... I started this show called Drop Dead Diva. Ugh. Another <laughs> It's also, winner. yeah, it's a terrible show, but it's just something to, like, turn my brain off. Um, so here I am laying on the couch in the middle of the day... <laughs> Watching drop in between my lunch date and my dinner <laughs> date. That's right. And uh, yeah, I've done like nothing for my husband, so I felt pretty crappy. But I'm sorry about that. Babe. Uh, that's okay. You're all all is forgiven. Yes. Because when dinner did come, it was uh, it was delicious. It, it was nice. It was also leftovers. Uh, <laughs> oh shoot! I didn't say it. I was gonna let you I off know. the hook. That's okay. I like <laughs> to be transparent with our audience because I feel like a lot of other women are in this boat. Where they're just like, you know what? I'm just about to sit here right now and just like, watch this meeting with Rob in China. Rob in China, why? I don't even know. Okay. Um, so we had our taco party. Oh, uh, yes. Um, we- Can I just start this, please? So basically, we had several listeners straight up ask me. They were irate that we did not. We said in the last episode that we were going to update you on the taco party situations and we did not. So Okay, so here's the update. Yes. There was a party. Yes. Well, a gathering of some new and old pre-existing friends. Yeah. Um there were tacos. Mhm. Uh, you made a really delicious slow-cooked beef brisket oh. taco thing. It was delicious. Yeah. Love you. Yeah, it was it was pretty bomb. Um, so there were tacos that were delicious. There was the hot sauce was laid out on the table. On the oh. table, yeah. Um, people were here having fun, drinks. I didn't want to interrupt any of the socializing because I, I don't like imposing things onto a party. Yeah, like, everybody stop what you're doing. Stop interacting in a natural and organic way so that we can do this thing. This market The test. only time that should ever happen at a party is like, okay, we're going to do happy birthday now. Yeah, So literally, shut up, if sing no the dance song. If there's no cake involved. Yeah. Yeah, there's no cake involved, then don't interrupt anything. It, unless you're going to be bold enough to be like, ding, 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 ding. I'd like to say a speech. Oh, please, which is, you've never done that before. 
No, the the uh, I, I try to save my my ding ding speech times. You've literally never done it. And when I do, it's going to be so. It's going to people are going to be like crying and like going out of here. Be like, Inspired. They're going to be like live tweeting it, changing their life That's from right. like that moment on. Um, yeah. So. So nevertheless, I didn't. We didn't interrupt it. We did lay it out. Um, some people. I am assuming our listeners of the show that were in this room mm-hmm. and did not even partake. I personally didn't even partake of the hot sauce just because that brisket was so good. I seasoned that. Yeah, you did a great job with seasoning mm, that, babe. I crushed it. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah. Tapatio and Cholula. Let me just say this. They were tied as in nobody seemed to show any preference to either. Oh, no. Um, but that's not an indictment on either of those brands. When the next day, when we were having the leftovers, you reached for Cholula, and I reached for Tapatio. Yeah. So we're a house divided like, still. This is still a saga that will continue. Yeah, it's going to be... Uh, we're going to resolve it, like, maybe, like, 20. season four, season five. <laughs> this it's gonna, This is the premise of this podcast this now. It's just, like, eight seasons of Will They, Won't They <laughs> <laughs> hot sauce romance. Yes. So the next day, when we had the leftovers of those beef tacos... Um, I, like you said, I reached for the Cholula, you reached for Tapatio. The next day, or like a couple days ago, I made myself, because I was being healthy, because update, I'm on day 11 of my sugar-free uh, yeah. healthy eating, and I have been killing it. Like, I've been doing so well. So, I was having a really healthy egg white omelet, which mm-hmm. I needed a little bit of kick to, and guess what I reached for? Tapa. Yeah, I reached for Tapatio. And? And it was amazing. I told you it's it was good. It's smokier. Yes. It's got this nice smoky after, like yes. it just gets you kind of in the throat. So, and Listen. then, but Cholula's got this nice tangy, it's like at the tip of your tongue kind of flavor. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, Cholula was kind enough to send us one of their new flavors. Aha. Green, like jalapeno and habanero. Yeah. Yeah. So we got to try that one because we do have a, a third hot sauce that is in green form that is just... <laughs> Yeah, absolutely beautiful. Yeah, green um, sauces are the best. But so, yeah, so what? Is a tie they both lose or like? Yeah, they. Both I like lose. them both, but like, I, right now, as of this moment, Tapa. I think Tapa Tio's got that edge. Yeah, it really does. So, anyways, to all you listeners who are wondering, unfortunately, this is those shitty endings where you're like, no, that's not what yeah, I wanted. It's like it's the last episode to of be, Lost. To be continued. Yeah. Honestly, like. It was all a dream. <laughs> <laughs> the other update that our listeners wanted was about the whether somebody found love at our at, at our taco <laughs> hot sauce testing party. Um, and that also that was a bit of a fail, but not oh not God. not from our part because no. I feel like we put the right elements combined without doing the cheesy like party starter thing. Like, hey guys, so you're all single. Party start. The party starter was we invited you to our house. There's food and drinks. Yeah. What more do you need That's right. for things to happen? Exactly. And um, we don't have a big space. So like you're getting up close and personal. Yeah. It's not like you can like, you can't, you have to really work to like ignore someone. Like if you don't talk to someone in the room, if you come to our place, then, like, you're trying to send a message. You're trying to send a message. Yeah. So, to basically paint the picture, this is how it ended up. Guys huddled on one side of the room. Girls huddled on the other side of the room. Yeah, it was, like, grade eight all over again. I yeah. I feel like Boyz to Men should have been playing. <laughs> yeah, so Will and I are here, like, <laughs> trying to, like, 
break up the like divide essentially but like it doesn't really count because we're the hosts we're obviously trying to be friendly but we were inadvertently trying to be like hey guys let's mix this up a bit yeah and and for me it's like it's not even that like i necessarily wanted to stimulate some sort of romance I to did. happen i know you did <laughs> but like it's just annoying because like i don't okay you girls are over there so what i can't go over there and talk to the ladies I want to hear a female perspective on some things, yeah. as they should want to hear a male perspective Absolutely. on some things. Right? Um, yeah, and the annoying thing was, <laughs> is when I was part of the guy's conversation, and we're over here talking about relationships, <laughs> and like, love, and how to, how do you know, and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and the girls are right over there, just like... Go figure it out, guys. Yeah. And, yeah, so I'm sitting there listening to this and being like, seriously? <laughs> you know how you know someone's the one when you get up off your ass, cross the two feet across the divide, and just spark a conversation, like anything. Yeah. Like, I, I just, yeah, don't talk about it so much and put it into action. And I get it. I've been there. That's the hard part. Like, yeah. to actually go over to someone that you don't necessarily know is someone of the opposite sex could be, you know, you don't know anything about them. So there is a wide ocean of opportunities that you could take advantage of in trying to, like, I don't know, pick a topic out of the, like, pull it out of your ass for all I care. Really, like, it's Canada. You can always just talk about the weather, at least to start. Exactly. Like, you know, just, or whatever's going on on TV. What are you watching on Netflix? Yeah. <laughs> what are That's you That's a nice shirt. On? Yeah, exactly. I like your hair. Like, that doesn't mean marry me. Yeah. It means, oh, I'm open to interacting with you as a human being. Yeah. It's just, that was the frustrating part for, like, you and I to kind of sit back and have to watch. Like, okay, seriously, you're over here, like, struggling with, like, these deep thoughts about, like, how do I know if they're the one? And, and I get it. I've been there. I've been yeah. up my own head and up my own ass <laughs> so far that I lose sight of what's around me. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I've been there, so I get it. But, like, look up yes. from your own ass and <laughs> look around. We really got to work on cleaning it up because... We don't mean to be, like, crude, but that's the truth. Like, so if you're a girl and you're just, like, always out, you know, with your head down, you know, just so focused on, like, just, you know, just focus on yourself, whether that's trying to get home, trying to obviously be safe and be precautious. <laughs> uh, but, like... Look up. Literally, our message to you singles out there is look up. Like, whether you're at a party, look around. Yeah. Whether you are, you know, at some sort of small group event. Put or the damn phone away. Put your phone away. Nobody, nobody, I don't know if we're just, we're just, our parties aren't just that cool, but nobody felt the need to Snapchat or Insta story yes. at a party. And I never know how to quite feel about that. I'm yeah, like, I'm partly I'm like, okay, good. People were... In, yeah. Phones were away. There was no one out with their phone. Like, everyone was engaging in conversation, whether that was trying to get advice about how you know someone's the one, or whether you're talking to another girl or whatever. Yeah. Like, that was definitely the positive thing. Um, but I never know how to feel about it, because no one ever takes pictures, or... Or you Instagram. Know, best party. Best party. Try, nobody gets FOMO, or tries to give FOMO. Yes! So I'm kind of like, <laughs> did you hate it? Yeah. Like... It wasn't Insta-worthy. Yeah, so it's like, that's a constant. Hey, that beef brisket was quite Insta-worthy. I know, but no one Instagrammed Nobody Instagrammed so that's tacos. the struggle of the day. I dare like, you to find better tacos in Toronto. Okay, well, I think we're getting ahead of ourselves. 
But I will say that is definitely something that crosses my mind. Because I find that even with my annual Christmas party or my birthday party, no one's taking pictures. Mm. Like on their phones. No one's Instagramming. And so I just figure, okay, either they're having a really good time so it's like you forget. Um, Because I know like you and I, when we go out on dates, we never take pictures. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm trying to be more mindful and actually like capturing moments together. But I find like over the nine years we've been together, we have barely any pictures. Because Mm -hmm. we're just enjoying each other's company. So I'm like, is that the case? Is that why they're not doing it? Or just they're like, well, I don't want anyone to know I was here. (laughs) (laughs) So, Um, You know what I just thought of on that whole, like, divide thing? Because it was was quite interesting that, like, the guys are over here talking about, how do you know if the girl's the one? Or how do you, you know, what do you look for? All these, like, questions that traditionally would be a conversation that women would be in. That's right. And then I'm over here talking to some of the ladies uh-huh. who are like, oh, yeah, I'm a law clerk at the Ontario courthouse. Yeah. And I always not- do this. And it's like, yeah. uh, it's like, whoa, they seem to be just fine with who they are. And are just kind of like, I think it's part of my overall theory that men have increasingly become pansies as women have have kind of gone up in the world. Yeah. Um, and part of that, there's there has been sort of an You're effeminization. You're dropping some bombs. Yeah, I, you know what? I'm going to say it because... Just go there, babe. Go there. Uh, because, like, listen, I you know you have called me sensitive. <laughs> and Which is not necessarily an insult. I, I don't know how I feel about that. It's okay. But I don't think it's true. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get through this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which, yeah, I can be sensitive, and there's nothing wrong with that. I don't think there's anything inherently unmanly about that. Absolutely not. Um, but what I do think is when you lose sight of, like, you know, your place as a man, not that is above or below women, but, like, your inherent nature as a man, you should be taking control of whether it's your own situation, yourself. Um, and I think that's one of the essential characteristics of manliness is discipline, mm-hmm. right? It's what makes the army the army. It's learning discipline, okay? right? Um, and I think there's a complete lack of discipline for whatever reason in today's society, and it's particularly among men who are mm-hmm. unable to be disciplined, not to be, like, you know, so uptight, but to be, like, disciplined in the sense that, like, I can focus at a task at hand. Mm-hmm. I know what I'm about. I know I have flaws. I Like, just be comfortable with who you are. Okay. And know that you haven't arrived anywhere. And don't wait for yourself to arrive somewhere to be, like, now I'm ready to pursue the opposite sex. Okay. So, I don't understand what discipline has to do with, like, with that necessarily. Um, well, with the lack of discipline, and I'm just working it out in my head <laughs> as we're going this equation. Okay. Um, I think with the lack of discipline, I think you don't, you don't, men don't get into practice, into the practice of really knowing themselves and who they are mm-hmm. and what they're about, mm-hmm. in which case they're looking for that externally. Okay. Right? And when you're looking for that externally, then you're going to see yourself and see maybe people of the opposite sex who are 
confident and comfortable in that in, in the way they are and then that's going to make you feel like less than like you are not at a place where you can even approach that person because you have things that you need to deal with and by all means deal with the things that you need to deal with mm-hmm. but um again that requires discipline mm-hmm. patience perseverance these are i think as as i was growing up and in the culture that i grew up in those were the traits of a man yeah you know, in addition to being Latin American, the whole machista, sexist culture, <laughs> those were also, but you know, you don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? Um, so, yeah, it was discipline, patience, um, being of sound mind, mm. right? Um, you know, so, hey, if being of sound mind means you can't have that drink, then don't have that drink. Ah. If being of sound mind and being in control of yourself at all times means, you know, you can't just blab out. You have to think a little bit more carefully before you speak. Then do that. Nice. If it means you have to come with, like, a game plan, so to speak, when you walk into a social setting Mm -hmm. with pre-prepared conversation topics or something. (laughs) Parties. It's up to you to have other conversation starters. That's We opened our home to you, and we're feeding you. Yeah. So my work is done. Meanwhile, I'm still busting my ass in the kitchen, like, warming up tortillas and, like... (laughs) serving drinks and stuff it's yeah. like i can't do things for you yeah very you know true. like i think especially for men it's like if you're around other men it's like great i'm here to catch you when you feel like you're weak mm-hmm. when you fall or whatever but i can't walk for you mm. right so i can tell you how i got to where i'm at but your journey is going to be infinitely different okay so learn from where learn from how you got to where you are at this particular moment yeah. And then decide and take steps forward from there. Okay. So do you, and you find that girls are, are doing that? I think, I think as, yes, I, think a, I, I think since the feminist movement, I think girls have done a much better job of finding their identity outside of their traditional gender roles mm-hmm. than guys have. Oh. Right. Because um, once women started doing all the things that were traditionally men, mm-hmm. then guys lost their identity. Yeah. Women found it. Guys lost it. Mm-hmm. So now it's just like, okay, now that I'm not the primary breadwinner in my home, mm-hmm. how do I... Who am I? Who am I? How am I a man? Mm-hmm. You know, if I'm a religious person or a Christian person, then I'm reading in the Bible that I'm supposed to be da 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 you know, head of the household, did all these, like, very yeah. strong... Responsible. Yeah, all these, all these, all these uh, masculine attributes, mm-hmm. right? They're attributed to patriarchal culture and, you know, paternal being yeah right? which has been equated with finance finances finance well in our society and now yeah because we're not hunting and gathering anymore yeah right it's about going out there and making that paper yeah right but that's not what you know women are fine if i think generally you should try to remain employed <laughs> but i think if housewife life is pretty sweet too <laughs> if, if you're on your way to something and i think I think women are more inclined, from what I see, more inclined to want to be a part of that journey, to see that, hey, this guy is going somewhere, and I want to go with him. Mm-hmm. Not, this guy arrived, and I'm just going to accessorize his journey. Yes. The wise woman would say that. There are a lot of girls out oh, there yeah. that are like, just want to like have the house already built and just move right on in, right? Like, I've seen that with my own eyes. Like, I'm quite the opposite like that's what I like the fact that you and I started dating you know when we were quite young you had just gotten out of college I was still in university like Mm. second year so 
not even halfway through university when yeah. we met. So like, I really felt like we kind of grew together. Yeah. Um, and like, that's what I like. Like I like, you know, I like projects. I have an entrepreneurial spirit. So yeah. not that our relationship is a project, but life is a project, right? Yeah. Life is something you build, whether that's on your own or whether that's with your partner. So that's what I think I appreciate about the fact that you and I have gone through like our struggles, our ups and downs, whether it's been like relationally, financially, spiritually, physically, <laughs> we're in the a bigger point right now. <laughs> we will go down again. We'll be skinny again. Uh, but that being said, like I appreciate that. But I know there's a lot of girls that are just looking for the dude that's making like six figures um, has his own place, has his own car, has all these like physical attributes. Again, of in those cases, traditional... it's, it's sort of the inverse of what I'm talking about, which is the more traditional way of, uh, it was that they're mm-hmm. finding their value in the value of another person, mm-hmm. right? Which you should be able to value yourself and love yourself and like know yourself enough that like, you know, Hey, it doesn't, not that it, it, it doesn't matter. Like finances and all that stuff do matter, but like mm-hmm. it's something that you can deal with together. Right. Yeah. Um, like, you know, Guys, find someone who's bringing something to the table too, right? Like, yeah. And that doesn't necessarily mean financially either, right? It's just someone who, if if you're gonna, if you have like, you know, if you have a particular vision for your life and it requires like, whether you, sometimes you need a partner, sometimes you need a support network. That's true. Sometimes you need somebody who can just have your meals prepared for you when you get home. When you early. get home, <laughs> and you and yeah, well, you need to find someone who's who's okay with that, right? Or if if maybe it's it's the woman who has a very uh, ambitious career career goal, right? Maybe she wants to be prime minister. Yeah. Are you okay with being Mister? Being you know yeah, being a first husband, <laughs> right? It's fine for Bill Clinton because he's already been there, done that, you know. Yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> like nobody wants to be the. Yeah, it wouldn't work for anyone else who's just like like fresh. hasn't been president. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you got to be a really secure man at that point. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a tough one. I I was actually recently having a conversation with a, a girl who is in her, I guess creeping into late twenties. Yeah. Uh, she's a corporate lawyer and you know, she's still young. So she's still having to like work, you know, those crappy hours, mm-hmm. um, like 12, 14 hour days sometimes. Um, and so she's a single girl and doesn't really have quite the time to date necessarily, yeah. you know, and there's a lot of people that say like, you know, it's a dating, dating is a numbers game or whatever. Um, So, like, for someone like herself, it's, like, it's even harder to get those numbers because, like you say, like, guys just aren't stepping up to the plate. Like, it's even harder for her. Like, she's already in her 20s and she's a corporate lawyer. And, like, it's only up from there, possibly, you know, if she decides to maybe put a break on her career. Whatever that looks like. Yeah. But, yeah, you're right. Like, it's really tough. Because here's what happened, you know. What's the solution? Well, before we do that, let's see how we got here, right? Like, and I think, and I've... You know, I don't know if you can tell, but I've thought a lot about this, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I'm trying to trace it back. And I, I think the last time I thought about this, I think I came to the conclusion, or the, whatever, that in World War II, or you know, during these war times, when the men are shipped off overseas to go kill other boys in other countries, mm-hmm. and then the women have to step up, right? They come back to a world that they don't know and understand anymore. That's true. Right? They come back to this, it's like, oh, well, my wife, you know, works at an office now, and maybe I got PTSD or something, and mm-hmm. I... So I'm, I'm all messed up. I'm all messed up, but I'm not going to talk about it, because I'm a man. <laughs> right? Um, 
Yeah, and I think I think when you come back to like a world you don't understand, compounded by half of the people, half of the kids who grew up, grew up watching their mom do all those things because their dad died overseas trying to kill another dude. Yeah. Um, uh, God bless our troops and so on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I think when when that sort of happened, it sort of just collapsed the. Traditional. The traditional nuclear family, which I think was was BS anyway, right? Like, it was just keeping people in these, like, specific roles and, like, um, like the traditional, like, nuclear American dream family was was complete BS. Yeah, that was going to crumble at some point, I think. Yeah. It's unfortunate. I kind of like it. uh, Yeah, well, if you liked it, then, you know, you should have had my dinner ready. (laughs) (laughs) You went there. If you like it so much. No, it's just I I liked when like for me as a as a kid my mom worked throughout my whole life. Yeah. Um she was never a stay-at-home mom. So the odd time when she did have like a day off or something and you know, I'd come home from school and like dinner was already being re- like almost ready yeah. and it was like, "Oh, this is so nice like having yeah. my mom home." But uh but then it was also like she was always home, like not always home, but like having her there was like, "Oh, I'm just kind of throwing off my after-school routine." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, I don't know, like, yeah, so our party, just needless to say, like, I don't think that men, it is hard, like, and I can sympathize, like, when I think about it, if I was a dude, I'd be like, oh, God, I have to get over all my insecurities and be the one to, like, step up and, and, you know, approach this girl, and girls can be scary, like, it's Mm -hmm. hard. Yeah. And I guess if we can speak more personally, like... I am definitely, I guess, a very intimidating person, I've been told. Yep. <laughs> hey. No, not to me, but I can see how other people are. <laughs> Legit. Well, you, I was intimidating to you at first. Yeah. So, I don't know, but I guess it's different with us because we met when we were so young. So, yeah, even though my personality was very strong and, and I don't know, whatever you want to call it, yeah. strong woman, um... I was still just a university student, right? So it's not like I was like, oh man, like how am I going to find a guy that's also potentially a university student or whatever. So like we grew together, but it's definitely, I think I sympathize with those girls out there that are, you know, well into their careers and have this whole established life on their own and their counterparts are still trying to figure out, do you know what I mean? Like, figure themselves out and I just there's also a maturity imbalance that's sort of inherent to just the genders just the genders right so women will generally kind of figure themselves out a little bit sooner yeah um than than guys but that doesn't mean that you are useless or inadequate or whatever you're just a dude you'll figure it you'll put it together eventually you're just a dude you'll figure it out eventually yeah um but like you know it's time to it's time to move out of the basement. It's time to, you know, get educated. Like if you're gonna if you're gonna be at home, then be educated. Uh, get and yourself save an your damn money if you're at home, yeah. guys. If you're living at home and you're not saving like a shrap ton, I'm trying not to swear. Mm. If you're not saving like a ton of money while you're living in your mom's basement in your, you know, late twenties, early thirties, I'm sorry, like. You can't be living life that way. Like, the, the, the thing that makes me so sad is when I see a guy who's in his late 20s, possibly early 30s, you know, okay, he's, you know, well into his career, may not be at this high, highest level of professionalism or whatever, 
But it's just kind of like living life, like spending as though, you know, as though he is owed that, you know, quote, you deserve it kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like you don't deserve it because then when the time comes and they finally do meet this great girl, they're like, oh, like I, they have nothing to show for themselves mm-hmm. in the sense that like, like, I can't afford a big wedding. I can't afford a ring. Like bullshit. You can't afford a ring. Like. I don't care. The diamond doesn't have to be huge. It doesn't even have to have a diamond on it for all I care. But like... The diamond thing is actually less than a hundred years old, that tradition. Yeah, so that's fine. So but if like, you don't want to do that, then I personally think it's optional. I did it because it wasn't an option. It, it's not your option, <laughs> dudes. Absolutely not. But I think you're like very old. I feel like people, our listeners who have kind of been following along this 10 episode journey mm-hmm. have kind of gotten to know that you are quite an old soul. So, like, I feel like even if I had said to you, no, babe, don't get an engagement ring, do you honestly think you wouldn't have gotten me an engagement ring? No, because I've bought, like, you know, I've, yeah, I've completely bought into that, like, old school, you know, gentlemanliness of, like, the 1920s and 30s, right? Yeah. Um, and that... You definitely were born in the wrong decade. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think... Yeah, probably, you know, it would have been nice to avoid the Great Depression, World yeah, War II. Yeah, that's So true. maybe the 50s. That's, yeah. That's about where I would have wanted to start coming of age. Yeah, so, like, I don't know, dudes. Like, you guys just need to step it up. And, like, I love guys. Like, I in the sense that, like, you know, I've got some great guy friends. And, like, and I feel like I, and I understand guys to a certain extent, obviously. Yeah. Especially ones that I'm not necessarily emotionally, con- like, whatever obviously you're the only one i'm like whatever so i'm able to like really see guys in this like brotherly way and so i do understand the struggle but because they're guys like i feel like there needs to be this like tough love so like when i talk to some of my guy friends and they're just out like spending on like stupid like like wasting their money Mm -hmm. like i just think honestly like where is the preparation like what you were talking about with the discipline like why are you not saving you know over and above it's, it's short-sighted short-sighted living and then yeah think that as, as, as and then when the when the time comes and they're like oh shit i need to grow up i met this amazing girl and she's like a friggin' lawyer or she's a court clerk person or or whatever and she has this established career she's got her own place whatever yeah. and then then it's like oh well now i'm like yeah, that's it put yourself away. in a position where you're not now you're yeah you're putting yourself in a position to essentially fail like some girl out there is still going to give you a chance. Some poor old schmuck girl is still going to give you a chance because girls, they still want that, like, love story and stuff, right? Yeah. And, and by no means, and, you know, I, I, I speak for myself, and I think I speak for both of us, it's like, marriage isn't the goal. No, absolutely not. Like, so don't, ma- don't think that they're just like, oh, yeah, you know, whatever, you married, you arrived. Um, that's just like, okay, wow, I have goals in my life. This person has goals in my life, and... I think we can help each other out. And we yeah. love each other and we compliment each other. Um, but it's just like, if that happens, great. You can still be a fully functioning adult man mm-hmm. and not be married. Yeah. Well, not quite fully functional. <laughs> oh, no. You went there. Yeah, I mean, that's obviously... And girls, too, right? Yeah. Like, it's not like girls are over here like, oh, my gosh, no, I hate sex. Well, no, exactly. I mean, that's Are we allowed of, to say sex in this podcast? Yeah, it's... It's the correct word. <laughs> Relations. <laughs> Relations, exactly. Like, um, well, see, like, I think that's sort of the other negative byproduct of the whole, like, feminist movement is sort of the sexual liberation. Like, you know, whatever. Not to be prude or anything. Not trying to get back to being prude or anything. But, like, 
you know, there is something to be said about being, like, sexually conservative. Mm, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's... That's a tough one. I mean, depending on who you are and where you stand on that, like, I think you're better to just hold off for someone that's worth it. And, like, you don't even... I don't even necessarily... Depending on who you are and your life, what your, what your beliefs are on the matter, um, even if you don't want to wait till you're married... I think at least wait till like some, it's not just like a, some next guy living in his basement. Yeah. Like. And ladies, that's almost entirely up to you, really. Um, in what sense? In, well, in the sense that women can choose when to, when they want to have sex. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Guys don't have that choice. What do you mean? Um, because in order for a guy to have sex, he has to convince a woman to agree to it. Yeah. Right. Unless you're married. And, well. Well, yeah, you still have to convince them. <laughs> yeah. If a guy wants to have sex in any context, he usually, he, well, he should have to convince a woman to do that. Yeah. Um, However, whatever he uses, whatever tools he pulls from his tool belt to do that. Yeah, exactly. And that's when guys get stupid and manipulative and, you know, do all these things. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, be responsible, ladies. <laughs> Yeah, and honestly, I don't, I feel like there's so much to say about this topic, but, like, girls, like, have your standards. Like, just because, like, you have obviously held yourself to a very high standard, whether it's been your education, the way you look, the way you dress, like, whatever it is, you have standards in other areas of your life, so uphold those standards when it comes to guys. It's hard, though, because all those, all, you know, as much as we can say about this and that, guys need to be like this, girls need to be like that. They're all compounded by the issues of family life, society, or whatever. Yeah, it's like it's not something you can tackle in like a one hour yeah, podcast that, that each individual person grew up in. And, you it know, just frustrates I, me. I know, but if you're gonna say anything, like if I'm gonna say anything to anyone and say this, it's just like learn to like like learn yourself and find out who you are. Yeah, and learn to be okay with that if it's not the person you thought you would be. Um, and if you so think, what, what was like kind of, you know, obviously get, you know, what was your, uh, I guess personal, well, my, what would you say your personal journey was with that? Well, Cause like, you didn't just arrive. No, 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 no. I can attest to this. No. You know, um, when we broke up, I had to go through a very difficult period of like, um, you know, I had to deal with a lot of things from my childhood, a lot of you know, daddy issues, if you will, mm -hmm. um, that I had to sort of confront that I had never confronted in a way, um, before that. Mm -hmm. Um, and I thought it was just about, you know, my father, but it turns out there was other things there that I needed to sort of reconcile and other people I needed to reconcile with that I had sort of subconsciously blamed for certain things in my life, that things that I've been, things that have, yeah. that have happened, whatever. Um, and that's not easy. I avoided it at all costs. I avoided it by just not going to my apartment, going out with people, drinking, you know, doing all these things so I, I wouldn't have to be at home and think about what's going on in my heart and in my head, right? Um, you know, to to break through that, I had to go through a very, you know, a, a, some, a difficult process of like literally like writing out the things that I like about myself. Mm -hmm. And, like, saying them into the mirror every day. Yeah. You know? And you feel like a stupid idiot for doing that. Yeah. And you feel like, you know, as a man, you feel like, oh, my God, this is just, you know, I'm not a man. Because, you know, you're sitting there, like, 
looking at yourself and trying to like pump yourself up. But isn't that what we always do? Isn't that what we do when we're, you know, about get, getting ready for a day? It's like, oh, you know, pipe yourself up before a big game. Yeah. You know, that's, that's what, that's what men are good for. That's why you have people around you that are going to sort of pump you up and hold you up in those, in those circumstances. And I didn't have that. I didn't have solid friendships. I didn't have um, people around me to, to support me through that difficult time. Um, uh, well, you know what? I'm not going to say I didn't have them. They were there. They were trying to get through to me, but I wasn't ready to talk to them quite yet at that time. And it wasn't only after I went through my personal process that I was able to start opening up to people. And sort of, I felt like suddenly the load on my, the weight that I was carrying over my life just wasn't, um, as, as burdensome anymore. Yeah. And then suddenly I could start moving forward Yeah. instead of being held back by you know, whatever I thought was holding me back, whatever illusion of things that were holding me back was. Yeah. And I guess I could speak to, you know, just piggybacking off of that. Like, cause actually one of our listeners was like, you guys always say like, when you broke up, when you broke up and she actually was like, why did you break up? <laughs> well, I mean, you kind of touched on it. Obviously you had things you need to work on, which at the time I felt like, yeah, he needs to work on this, 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 this is so easy to see the faults in someone else, yeah. but me, and then us going through that, it's so funny how it actually, I ended up seeing those, you know, my own faults, like not that I was beating myself up necessarily, but it was very, like a very, um, enlightening process. Yeah. I wasn't like meditating or anything, yeah, yeah, but yeah. you know what I mean? Like it just kind of really makes you step back and be like, okay, what's really important? Like what is really like the kind of characteristics that I want to build in myself that will help me hopefully one day be a future, a good future wife or the kind of person, not just a wife, even just a woman, what kind of woman do mm. I want to be? So like you were kind of going through that process for yourself. Like what kind of man do I want to be? And I was kind of surprisingly, I didn't think that's what would happen going through that with myself. Like, okay, here's a relationship I had for seven years with this person, which is now, I have no idea what's going to happen with it. As far as I was concerned, it was over. Yeah. So I had to go through like, okay, well, now I have seven year history with this person. How am I supposed to move forward? I had to go all the way down to like, okay, well, what kind, what do I like? What characteristics do I like about being a woman? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and what does that look like? And I, for myself, I'm a Christian. So I had to go to the Bible and like, look at what is... What is it that God sees, you know, the qualities of like a strong woman. And so I had to look into that and like see directly, okay, this is not where I've been doing. Mm-hmm. And then that eventually inadvertently shed the light of how I was behaving within the context of my relationship. Yeah. So kind of building that. And so, you know, you talked about this earlier about responsibility and taking responsibility as a man. The onus is also on us women. Like, mm-hmm. don't just sit there and think, because for me, it was, there was a lot of pride there. I thought, I'm this smart, you know, tit for tat kind of career woman. And so the problem I think I was bringing to the relationship was I was just like, what are you doing? What is your plan? When are we getting married? What da 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 da? Because I'm very task oriented and I'm a type A personality. Very difficult <laughs> to deal with, and and that's the truth. And so I had to like really dial it back and be like, whoa, okay, I'm here. I am like hounding this dude about why don't you get married? Blah, 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 blah. Thinking I was so much better than him, but meanwhile here I am being naggy. Uh, being like not taking responsibility for the things I was doing to damage the relationship. So women like take a relationship, like take, sorry, not, um, inventory of yourself as well. 
whether you're single or you're in a relationship, like take responsibility for the things that you're doing that either a aren't helping you, you know, potentially find someone, um, or B are not helping you within the context of your relationship, whether you're dating or married. So I think that was really helpful for me. And then, you know, when we did, we actually spent almost a year apart, Mm -hmm. little to no contact at all. Like, yeah, no social media, no phone calls, no nothing until we finally did eventually come together. And even that rebuilding process was very slow. Yeah, it, it took so almost up to like six months of us really starting to feel like how it used to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and then about six months later, we were engaged. So, yeah, I think it, the responsibility, it, it's not easy. You yeah. definitely have to be a whole person. No. Before you, not in whole in the sense that like, I've got all my shit together. It's more like whole in that you're right with yourself. Like what you were talking Mm -hmm. about. You know, you can't have these like crazy like demons that are so deep seated that you're just like refusing to even bring them to the surface. Yeah. Like for you, like you said, you had past issues from your childhood that you hadn't dealt with that you didn't even feel the need to deal with. Mm -hmm. For me, I had like a lot of pride issues that I just didn't even think were a problem. Yeah. Until you know shit hit the fan for both of us and we had to deal with our yeah. things so yeah and it's not even like yeah. it was like all like oh my god this thing that happened to me is stopping me from you know working you know having a functional relationship it was just little things like um i took on some responsibilities that were kind of not necessarily asked of me but were kind of imposed upon me as as a as a kid mm-hmm. so then that started coming out in my like need to constantly be working Mm, right and yeah. just always be working so like you know since i was like 14 i always had a job most summers i had like two mm-hmm. um so it was just like i was constantly like working and i was just like you know so it was like why the hell are you working so much mm-hmm. like chill yeah um but yeah i mean you know if you know whatever like if you're single be single but like the best time to work on you is you because once you get with somebody or find somebody you're going to find out how crappy you really are. And that's just real. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not just me. It's no. not because of my fault. No, it's my- because being in that close proximity relationship with another human being exposes how selfish and horrible of a person you really are. Yeah. And I love you, even though you're a horrible <laughs> person. <laughs> Ow, I'm sore. Sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I think we covered a lot today. Yeah. Probably a lot more than expected. We went deep, yo. Yeah. We got deep in there. Yeah, next week we need to talk more iOS 10 or something. <laughs> yeah, more, more first world problems. But yeah, first world problems. We'll talk about the Cowboys and how they're going to get back on track this week. Oh my gosh, hopefully take it to the, the what is it? The what? Side. Sideline, yeah. Side get out of bounds, Terrence Williams. <laughs> God. Yeah. Five-year-old who's Hopefully ever, Hopefully like, your Cowboys get it together. It is yet to be determined whether I will be a Cowboy fan. You're a Cowboy fan, by default. It's <laughs> part of the marriage. It was in our contract. That's true. So that was episode 10. It Yay! was a good one. We did we it. We did it. We've been doing this for 10 weeks. That's like, we've never done anything for 10 yeah, weeks. I've never done anything for 10 weeks straight. That's amazing. I'm like thrilled at the our consistency. Yeah. So, yeah, it's really exciting. We're in the double digits. Woo! Yeah. So, yeah, if you guys have been liking what you're listening to, like, definitely check us out on Facebook. Um, about It's facebook.com slash aboutthatlifepodcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can go, click like, and if you are our friend on Facebook and you see us posting things on Facebook, 
you know what? Just be a good friend. Click like, click share. Like, <laughs> we need that. We're not even trying to be coy about it. Like, we would like you to please share the content you see so that we can spread the word yeah, and, and I, yeah, yeah just spread and, the podcast and be a part of the conversation because exactly i'm kind of sick of talking to you to be honest <laughs> <laughs> well you're stuck with me so yeah exactly um, so uh, if somebody wants to weigh in if if one of you gentlemen out there is like no i'm a man's man bullshit or, will <laughs> yeah you're full of it man yeah let's fight right now like, okay <laughs> yeah so yeah definitely like weigh in um you know, we have still, they, we still get people texting us with their input and no. stuff. You're, Comment. You're going to be blocked. Thank you to those people who have been commenting. Uh, hopefully, I think we kept our promise of responding to all the comments. Uh, I think so. I think we have some catching up to do. At least by the time that you're listening to this, then yes, we will have responded (laughs) to all the comments. Yeah, so we're trying to do our best to keep up with all of that. But yeah, we really appreciate all the support thus far. Yeah. It's been a cool 10 weeks. And we've really appreciated the love and support that we have gotten, whether it's been via text message or yeah. uh, carrier pigeon. My favorite uh, feedback that I get is like, oh, you have a podcast? And it's like, Don't be surprised. Uh, yeah, you know that thing that I'm constantly posting on Facebook about? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, gosh. But like when I told a group of girls yesterday, because uh, we, it was like we didn't know each other. So I was like, go around and introduce yourself and tell us a fun fact about yourself. My fun fact was that I have a podcast oh. and I got a lot of oohs and ahs. Mm. And then I said, subscribe, bitches. <laughs> you said that? No. I didn't, oh. say, I didn't say the B word. It was a church thing. Oh. <laughs> but I did say, yeah. so awesome. And they said I had a good radio voice, but then I, I disagree. Uh, I think you have a good radio voice. No, it's very shrilly. Anyhow, we really do appreciate the support that we've received from you guys so far. Now that we're going into the double digits, potentially triple digits, um, we just hope we can get your continued support and listenership. Uh, yeah, so I think that's it. it also, if you want to uh, listen online, you can just stream it on willandoctavia.com. Willandoctavia.com. Um, and again, of course, you know, there's always iTunes, that monster of the business. Cool thing you might have heard of it. Yeah, exactly. And on that bombshell, that's episode 10 of the About That Life podcast. I'm Will Ramirez. And I'm Octavia Ramirez. Peace out, homies. Bye. But man makes money to buy from other men. This is a man's world. But it wasn't nothing, nothing, not one little thing without.